Very warm greetings to all in the very blessed name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Now let us turn our Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 3, our memory passage. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Second Timothy, chapter 3. Now please read together verses 5, verses 5 to 7. Verses 5 to 7, reading. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women, laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. May God bless the reading of his word. Let us all turn to God in prayer. Our Father in heaven, we gather before you to give you thanks for safe travel to thy house. Lord, we do plead afresh the cleansing and washing in the blood of our Saviour. And now, Father, we pray that you use your holy word to establish thy church that in these perilous times that we live in, facing all these perilous sins in the church, among Christians, Lord, that you would help us not just to understand all these characteristics, but Lord, that each one of us would search our own hearts to avoid them. Lest, O oh Lord, we fall into these same categories, and Lord, it will be a very sad day if thy church fall into such a state. So Father, we pray that you be merciful we ask that you remove every wandering thought, every distraction of the mind and the heart of the day's activities and um, troubles, and Lord, cause us to focus on your word. But Father, above all, we pray that you would send your Holy Spirit to be our teacher, to illumine our eyes of understanding, Lord, that we would truly come to the knowledge of the truth. Father, we pray for all this, for your kingdom's sake, in Jesus' name. Amen. So tonight, we come to this epilogue, all right? this, this final part where the Apostle Paul, now he warns Timothy of all the characteristics, then he mentions verses 6 and 7. Now we know about verse 5, there will be Christians who will have all the form of godliness, the outward behaviours, characteristics, activities, but they would resist the transforming work of God. They will resist the, resist the power that is found in forms of godliness. So it's very common in churches today. We see them. Many so-called carnal Christians, worldly Christians, but they can be actually very active in church. We see them in movements, the charismatic movements as well. All the forms. But there is no real godliness. Now then there is this warning, right? So now, in verse 6, for this sort are they which creep into houses. Now here, what is this sort? This sort refers to all um, those who, well, they have the form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. Now it can even be referring to unbelievers. Un sorry, false Christian, because in verse 8, he talks about Janice and Jambres, right? And then he, talk, he said that these ones are men of corrupt mind, reprobate concerning the faith. So it can be, well, um, saved believers, saved pastors, and it could also be, well, some of these um, false pastors, false preachers, false prophets, right? 
Now, they, the Bible tells us that there will be those that hold all these kind of characteristics and they will creep into houses. Now, here in verse 6 and verse 7, there is a very grave warning that the Christian can be ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now he warns at the end of all these characteristics that will be present in Christian churches, in Christendom, one of the things that can happen to the believer that we can keep learning, we can keep coming to church, we can have a lot of Bible knowledge, but actually we never come to the knowledge of the truth. This is sobering for us. So now he warns that there will be those that will be susceptible. Look at verse 6. This sort of day which creep into houses. And then there will be those that will be taken by them. So Christians, we can be taken by people who are, well, teaching so-called the truth, but they deny the power. We can fall into this very dangerous situation where we don't come to the knowledge of the truth. Now here I know in your mind you say, what is this about silly women, right? And specifically talking to women. Now you cannot run away from the Bible, women. And I hope that you don't say that it's something that I am teaching against women. The Bible does warn women of particular sins. The Bible does warn women that they, are, they can be very susceptible to falling to a stage where they are ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. So women, you must know that that is how Satan will um, seek to make you a prey. Remember the Garden of Eden. Satan went after Eve. Satan went after Eve. And after the fall, and, and Eve was deceived. All right? Eve was deceived. And after the fall, well... We inherit many of Adam's and Eve's characteristics. For the women, Eve's characteristics. For the men, Adam's characteristics. Right? So, there is a warning for you. You must take note. Now, before the men fall asleep and say, well, maybe we go out for coffee now and then we come back later. Now, this is also for all that are involved. All right? This warning is for, yes, for the women, but as long as you men have these characteristics, then you will also be one that can be ever learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. So now Paul comes to this concluding part of what can happen all right, in Christendom and the warning to Christians. Now what is this problem? Ever learning and never able to come to the truth. What does it mean? Now, it means that someone can be ever learning, meaning to say always present at Bible studies, taking courses, right? very interested in knowing, um, in learning, right? gaining Bible knowledge. It can be in describing even a Bible college student, someone have gone through Bible college, learned a lot. Now, also please don't think silly women means stupid women, all right? Now, ever-learning also denotes that it can be people who are intelligent. We see what is silly women after, so, right? It can be intelligent people, very intelligent ones. So maybe you students, you do very well in school. You are the intelligent ones in school. 
Now, you can be one of them as well, that you, well, have a lot of Bible knowledge. So what is this about? Now, if you turn to just the next book, which is Titus, Titus chapter 1, Titus chapter 1. Now, Paul uses the same um, phrase, all right, same phrase, very similar phrase. Let's read verse 1 of Titus 1 together. Paul, and a servant of God, and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect, and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. Now, this, phrase, this word acknowledging, acknowledging is the same root word for the word in, in verse 7 of our, um, chapter, 2 Timothy chapter 3. Coming to the knowledge, knowledge, all right? And here Paul says, now, for Paul himself, he says he has acknowledged the truth, acknowledged the truth. But, in, but when he wrote to Timothy, he says that there will be those that will, well, not acknowledge the truth. They don't come to the knowledge of the truth. So this phrase, knowledge of the truth, it is not just having hate knowledge. Paul did not have hate knowledge and he got saved. Acknowledging of the truth is the way he described it in Titus chapter 1. He accepted fully the truths of God. He had many preconceived ideas about, what, um, about who Jehovah is, about the, the, um, the Jewish what Jews ought to believe. He had all his preconceived ideas. Then when he came to know the truth, when God revealed the truth to him, he said he came to the acknowledging of the truth. In other words, he embraced everything that God made known to him. He did not resist it. Now, this is full knowledge, all right? Full knowledge as in there is no aspect of the Christian truth that he, that he resists. So the word is epigenosko, is, is full knowledge, complete knowledge. Of course, no one has complete knowledge, as in you know everything, but complete knowledge meaning to say anything, every aspect of Christianity to him, he acknowledged, he embraced, he believed, he take into his heart and he, he submit to it. Acknowledging of the truth. Now you notice here he says acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness, but when Timothy, he wrote to Timothy, there will be those who have a form of godliness. All right? So the form of godliness, so you can have a form of godliness. You study. You have, you have um, you're very interested in learning. You have learnings. But it is just a form. It is not after true godliness. So here, this, this problem that is mentioned in verse 7, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth, describes someone who sits through Bible studies, takes up courses, very interested in learning. But actually, when it comes to certain aspect of the truth that is in the Bible, the person does not fully accept, would resist, right? would want to ignore. For a few reasons we've studied, uh, denying the power, it can be, uh, I don't like it. It can be, it, in, it interferes with how I want to live. It can be, um, it's something that I have always knew, I've always known as 
an unbeliever or after I got saved, I was taught wrongly. It's something that I've always known and now I come to the truth, I, I do not want to accept it, all right? So Paul says he was Pharisees of Pharisees, but when he came to know the truth, he accepted everything about what Jesus Christ said. And for us, the Bible, what the Bible says. So can a person keep coming to church? And you have to search your own heart. But in your heart, you feel, you know, this aspect is just, it's just ridiculous Christianity. Or it's, it's something that it's, no, that's not what I've always learned from my parents, from my culture. These are parts that I, I don't intend to accept. I, I intend to ignore. I intend to even resist and argue. Now, this is the description of, of verse 7. Verse 7. So men and women alike can be susceptible to this, but particularly so women, all right? So be warned of that, be warned of that. Now then we come, right, to all. Now, what is the cause of this? What is the reason why we become like that? Now look at verse 6. How would we become susceptible to these who creep in? Now, three reasons we can find from verse 6. Number one, we see it from um, they creep into houses and lead captive silly women. All right, they creep into houses. So the first thing is we are susceptible to deception because we are not careful. We are not discerning. We do not exercise caution in who we listen to, what we listen to, and what we embrace. You see, Paul says, there will be those, please know, Christians, there will be other Christians, there will be other pastors, teachers, um, and so on, uh, even Bible colleges. Now, their intent, creep means they, they have certain intent, right? They actually want to influence you. They want to change you. And their intent is to creep into your life, meaning to say to well, not, not make you be cautious, let your guards down, but they want to influence you. Therefore, when he says this, they will creep into houses. He's warning who you let into your house. Now, of course, this is not just a physical house. Um, in those days, they want to speak. They have to go to your house. There's no telephone, all right? There's no television. But be careful what you let into your home, as a single and as a family. You must be watchful. Today, these people creep into your life very easily. How? Well, well the most obvious one is television. Tele-evangelists. Maybe not so common here, not so common among you, but in many countries, literally, Housewife, they just sit in front of the TV and they just keep watching all these tele-evangelists who say, well, I can heal you. You just send me a handkerchief with $100 and then I'll pray over the handkerchief and all sorts of things. Put your hand to the television and then touch it, touch my hand, touch my hand, and then you'll be healed. All kinds of things. They creep into your house. Well, I say, we don't listen to that, I know. But who do you listen to in message sermons? Are you discerning? Are you careful? Who do you follow? Now, many today, they, fo they simply follow names. 
so-and-so says this, all right? They don't check against the truth. They're not careful. So they allow this to creep into their hearts, into their thinking. What others? Well, there are those who are very interested. Now, actually, this ever-learning but never coming to, to uh, able to come to the knowledge of the truth now actually refers to people who um, not just are not careful, all right, but there are people who are very curious. That's why they like to learn. They like to hear many views, different views. Even if the view is questionable. Now, in fact, when the view is questionable, they get more interested. Now, I want to clarify something right in the beginning. Now, this passage is not saying that you should be so guarded and then you, you basically don't listen to anything. You don't re I read the Bible for myself. I don't go for Bible studies so, so that I'm safe. It's not saying that, right? Bible, Paul keeps saying, study to show yourself approved. He said, gather together to study God's Word, all right? So Paul encourages that. Now, this is not saying also that, well, you have been under a wrong teaching, a wrong understanding of the Bible, of certain truth. Then you come, then you listen and say, oh, no, I didn't know that was, my understanding was wrong. So now I embrace the truth because when I see the Bible taught across, oh yeah, this, this fact is true, right? In fact, we just had someone who well, come from another church and struggle with uh, total abstinence, right? In fact, a few students, total abstinence. And they wrote and say, you know, I think maybe BPCW is wrong. So I spent some time explaining to them. Right? After they've seen, well, they gave me all the verses and they explained to me why they think total abstinence is wrong. And then I showed from the Bible across, cover to cover. Now, at the end of it, they just simply say, Pastor, now I'm totally convinced because I see that that is how scriptures explain it. Now, we are not talking about that, all right? So the Bible does expect us to, to ever be learning and ever come to the knowledge of the truth. Means like Paul, acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. All right, they see that this is consistent with the word. They support godliness. So we are not saying that. But here, well, people who are curious, they love to hear different views, right? And they will attend all sorts of Bible studies. Secretly, they won't, they won't let other people know, church know, all right? Because they know pastor will sit them down and explain to them uh, you know, if it's an unsound group, why it's unsound? But they want to attend, right? Even they know that it's not very sound. They continue to attend. They say, don't worry, I, I, I will be very careful. Now, this is the description of that. They which creep into houses, you let them. In fact, they don't need to creep into your house. You attend. You attend. And I want to emphasize again, we are not the only true church. Please know that. We are not only the, the only church that teach the truth, right? There are plenty of churches that are like us. But here are those that are talking, he's talking about those that bounce around, all right? They, now, Christian, we have to, at some point of time, recognize the truth and accept it and not keep wanting to hear more and more speculative things. So some of this, today you have people who are very, um, who love speculative things. When do you think Christ is coming back? Now, all kinds of things, that then they are, they just want to hear these things. Even though they know the Bible says no one will know, but maybe that person is right. Maybe that church is right. Now, what else? They love to hear uh, interesting opinions. I remember a, a gentleman came. Well, he was 
part of BPCWA for a long time. Then he said, you know, you preach from, from, from Exodus. Do you really believe that, that Moses led, you know, these hundreds of thousands of people through the wilderness and then for 40 years and then their clothes never um, um, deteriorated? You, you really believe that? I say the Bible says it. I believe it. Don't you? They say, yeah, you know, I, I, know you, I know you cannot argue against that. But you know, that, that, that it's this view. Uh, there's that view. You know, I attended this church. Then the pastor said, that view actually is not true, you know. They, they had some extra clothes. So they always look very nice, but they had extra clothes. Or they are just, they love to hear alternative views, even though when the Bible is, is, is clear. And then there are those who do not like absolute truth. Are you one of them? Please, there's no such thing as absolute truth. It depends on what your view is and what you like. And don't criticize others. We have, we have many Christians who are like that, ever learning. They can tell you all the views even. And this is up to you what view you want to hold. Bible colleges are like that today, by the way, if you don't know. Uh, many Bible colleges are like that. So some, they just simply follow famous preachers, right? Um, um, statements like, like what we learn about John Piper, or John Piper said, means it must be true. No question about it. So, not cautious. They let these things creep in, and they listen, and they embrace, and they satisfy their curiosity. All right? So, you know, there is a popular group now that is called New, that, that subscribe to New Calvinism. So, maybe some of you would have taken this course um, New Calvinism. Um, all this new and you know what is new Calvinism called well basically it's also known as anyone knows new Calvinism why why are no it's called young restless and reform young restless and reform it's a group of well youngish um, people um, young can be 40 50 years old uh, youngish people who well is tired of the traditional reformed faith, right? So they have these new ideas. They say we, we must refresh Calvinism, all right, to prove it very simple, uh, briefly. And they are called the Young Restless Reform Movement, Young and Restless. So it's exactly what the Bible says. They are restless. They love different views. They love to be progressive, right? We study about progressive Christianity in great detail. They love to be progressive. So it's new, new. Anything that's new is interesting. And they are restless. They just keep going for um, new views. All right, so now, restlessness. Um, I remember once there was a young man. He came and he spent many sessions um, asking me for many hours. So I spent many hours one-on-one -on -one explaining to him. He grew up in a sound biblical family, all right? and has attends a sound biblical church in Perth. Um, as far as I know what he describes of his church, at least. And he was taught in the Reformed faith. And then he says, well, he has so many questions about it now. So I said, why? How did you change? He said, oh, he took, when he was on the train, on the Perth transport, someone approached him and, and, and shared something about Christianity to him. Well, when you hear, you know, it's either um, the... the um, Mormons or the Seventh-day Adventists. Basically, Jesus Christ is created. Jesus Christ is not the creator. He is not God. All right? Then he said, I find this very interesting. I never heard of this view before. See, restless. This is what the Bible is ever learning. 
And he was very interested to learn. He begged for hours with me to spend more time and explain, explain. And then what he does also, he also asks the other side for hours to explain to him. He just wants to hear all sorts of views. But you know, one of the signs of, of someone who is um, like what is described here, ever learning but never coming to, um, able to come to knowledge of the truth, is it can be just one verse, all right? One verse that says something. He kept saying Proverbs, all right? Proverbs, well, Jesus Christ is wisdom. He was created. And then all the other verses that you show him that Jesus Christ is God, it does not matter. So they're ever learning. And they love to hear more views, more views. But just one, they want to stick to it, all right? In fact, this now leads us to the second reason why we can become susceptible. So one is, well, it is, it is um, not careful, not watchful. Um, you will entertain all sorts of thoughts, all sorts of views, um, and you want to be open-minded. All right, before I move to the next one, I want to emphasize this. Open-minded, the same. This whole concept of being open-minded, well, we shouldn't be so narrow-minded. Well, in some things in scriptures, it is um, not, not explicitly clear. Is Then, yes, we are open-minded. But some things are clear. But they say, no, everything be open-minded. Now, you know the joke, right? Some people are so open-minded, the problem is their brains have fallen out, right? Brain so open, brain fall out. They are very clear, it's, it's rubbish. But because it's novel, it's interesting, it's curious, they love it. So that is one. People will creep in and they will embrace, all right? They, they don't believe in putting up their guards. So watch what comes into your home. Actually, before I move on, I also want to say this. Parents, mothers, all right, at home, what do you watch about how to bring up children? Because today, there are many um, unbiblical views about bringing up children. can be from unbelievers, like um, um, Janus and Jambres in verse 8, or can be actually of this sort, so-called Christians teaching you things that are contrary to the Word of God. Superstitious views, very man-centered views, views that has to do with um, psychology and all that. And then you take them in. You find that, oh, I never heard of this. Very interesting kind of, kind of uh, views and all that. Be very careful. They creep into your house today very easily. You don't need to unlock the door for them to come in. They come in through Facebook, Internet, social media which your friends give you links to. So be very careful, women. Well, I think one of the reasons why these women were especially so susceptible back then, creep into houses talking about they had free time, right, at home, right? So they love to explore, listen to more. Like I think I shared with you once, I visited a, a family that came and joined us for a, a short while. I came very interested, attends every Bible study, so many questions, right? Ask, 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 answer, answer after Bible studies and so on. When I visited, they invited me to the house when I visited. They have all their Bible, the Bible notes, notebooks, retired couple, right? And then um, the computer screen in front, they say, here is where we spend the whole day every day. I say, what do you do? They watch all sorts of, um, all sorts of um, um, sermons, all sorts of sermons. 
I was wondering, why do they have some very strange views? Where did it come from when they asked me a question? That is where it was. So literally, in their house, all right? And other Christians tell them, in, in church, telling them, you should not listen to this person. He is known to be totally erroneous. You know, he's like a cult. He's well-known. I said, never mind, listen to more, listen to more, learn more. Very dangerous, all right? So ever learning. So just because we like to learn, it doesn't mean it's safe. So don't let all this creep into your life. That's what I'm saying. Now then, maybe elderlies. Maybe they're elderlies. Do you let this creep into your life also? You watch all sorts of things about how to, how to maintain your health, and then they tell you all sorts of superstitious things. Say, but, you know, it work, you know, it work. Or they tell you to do yoga and all sorts of poses which worship the sun god, worship all sorts of animals. And say, ah, never mind, this guy, never mind. It's very dangerous. It's exactly this ever learning. You keep hearing, but certain parts of Christianity you will not embrace. Even you say, the Bible says, thou shalt not worship any other god. Thou shalt not bow down before them. Bow doesn't mean you worship or not, as long as you bow. God makes it so clear, don't calf, don't bow. But you do all those poses that bow to all these, um, all these gods of theirs, and say, never mind, it's okay. It's very dangerous. So the Bible describes that, right? Now, then we move to the second reason why we can become susceptible. One is you just, ah, never mind, you know, open-minded, that kind of thing. Don't be so strict. Now, the second one is found in verse 6, the second part. And let, like captive, silly women. Silly women, all right? Now, what are silly women? Now, this word silly has to do with weak, small. Right? Physically, it literally means small size. So, but it can't be saying small-sized women, all right? So big-sized women are safe. Eat more, grow fat, all right? Of course, of course it's not that silly. Now, it means, means weak. Certainly not physically weak. It's talking about spiritually weak women. You can be ever-learning, but you can be spiritually very weak. That's why verse, six, uh, verse 5 says, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Because as long as you will not embrace, like Paul said, acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness, you don't embrace every aspect of Christianity, except every aspect of Christianity, you will be weak. Now, because of that weak point, weak point, Satan will send deceivers into your life. Now, what about this weakness? It refers to someone who, well, when someone who is weak means you can't, you don't take control, right? That's why you're weak. Something else takes control of you instead. And you always end up giving in to that. That's why it's weak, right? That means that when there are certain preferences that you have, whether it's because that's how you think before you were saved, that's how your culture, that's how your uh, ancestors were, whatever it is, all right? Uh, your parents' upbringing or even your, your, yourself, you develop certain um, beliefs. You're weak when, when it comes to when you see the truth or when we told the truth. You can't seem to overcome, get over that preference, that desire, that passion, and you let your choices 
be based, based more on your emotions, your own thinking, than being able to control yourself and say, this is what God's words say. I will submit to it. I will put aside how I feel, how, what I fear, and I will just let God's word control me. Now, these silly women, in other words, weak women, now men likewise, if you have this weakness, now it's not because of a lack of learning. Please know that. Because the Bible says, ever learning. Now, but it's a lack of self-control to say, I will, I will obey God. You do not want to control that as well. The Bible talks of this as tossed to and fro. Tossed to and fro. Right? Now, sometimes you meet people like that, right? They keep asking you, and they ask, keep asking you the same question. You explain and say, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I understand now, I understand now. Then a while later, they ask again, but, but what about this? Then you exp- I've explained to you, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, right? So they just cannot just make up their mind. Like I said earlier on, Christians, they come, there must be a point in time where you say, this is the truth and you accept it. If you keep letting yourself be a silly woman or man, now eventually you, you reach a stage where you'll be ever learning, but you never come to the knowledge of the truth. Their choices in life, whether spiritual uh, or whatever it is, will be based more on their feelings. They will be too weak to make sound choices and therefore they end up making silly choices. Whether it's a choice of a church, whether it's a choice of a marriage partner, whether it's a choice of um, friendships, whatever it is, choice of job, choice of how to bring up the family, they will make silly choices, weak choices, in other words. So they will be driven by their emotions. Now, yeah, typically women are more driven by emotions, right? Men by, by mind. Both can be positive and negative. Please know that, right? Men can be very cold-hearted, no emotions, right? A man can be so emotionless until they're very passive, right? So it can be negative. But it can be also positive where you say, that is it. Why are we arguing about this? You know, why are you crying? It's so straightforward. Yeah, I know, I know you're right, right? But men's, women's heart, they are very, very easily moved, all right, by the love of Christ. You look at the life of Christ on earth, the women, they were very close to him, right? They're the ones that, that loved him very much. That's the positive. But there can be the negative where you're ruled by emotion. So you make silly choices, correct? So warning to both is we must control, let our thoughts be controlled by the truth. Like Paul, no matter what he believed in in the past, when Christ showed him the truth, he said to the acknowledging of the truth. Embrace everything. That's it. Now, so that is the second reason why we can um, be susceptible. Now, the third reason, look at verse 6. Um, silly women, um, like captive, silly women. Now, the third one is obvious here. Laden with sins and led away with diverse lusts. Laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts. Now, why is it? Why is it that they, were, they would let their guards down? Why is it that we would um, want to hear many views? Um, we would not be careful we will let things creep into our life. Now, why is it that um, we would 
um, not resist um, falsehood? Why is it that we would let our emotions, our desires, our preferences control ourselves, control us and become so weak? Well, the answer is in the third part, because we are laden with sins. We are laden with sins, and therefore we let ourselves be led away with diverse lusts. Now, that is the danger. So these women that Paul was referring to, um, that was their weakness. Now, same for men. Are you laden with sins? As long as you're laden with sins, now, laden means there are things that are, that, that are burdening you. There are things that are on you, on you that is weighing you down. Right? That's why it's called laden. Someone is heavy laden. Right? So, so, whether it's many sins, like them, diverse sins, all sorts, all kinds, or a particular sin, you do not want to let go of something, or you do not want to obey something. Right? There is something that from the beginning, you keep learning, you, you go to church, and you, you hear all sorts of um, true teachings, but there's one part that you just, but I love this sin, or I, I, I cannot accept whatever it is, any doctrine, any practice. As long as you allow that, instead of like Paul, ignore to the acknowledging of the truth, embrace every aspect. Once you see it's in the Bible, whatever it is, any of the sins that mentioned earlier on, you say, I will obey God. I will get rid of that. Although I struggle with it, although I don't like it, although it means I need to give up friendships, I need to give up my job, I need to give up whatever it is because I know this is the thing that is ladening me, that is always causing me to stumble, whatever it is. Now, this, peop this description of, of ever learning, never, come, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, it can describe someone who is, at one moment... And learning gets convicted and feel, I know, I know this is right. I know what I'm pursuing or what I want is, is unbiblical, all right? And I cannot find any Bible reasons, all right? I can't find anywhere else to say that this teaching, this doctrine, this practice is wrong and that, that I'm wrong. I cannot find. One moment convicted. And the next moment, because weak, right? Silly women, right? Silly men, right? Weak. You succumb again to, but I want that lifestyle. I want to do that. I want to be with that person. I want to whatever it is. I don't want to have to be like this and that in a holy walk. The next moment, I go back to, well, maybe, maybe, maybe we don't need to be like that. So it's always going back and forth like that. Now, but notice... Um, how it's described here, right? Notice how it's described here. Now, but it says in verse, verse 6, now eventually it says, led away. First it's laden with, then you'll be led away. Eventually you will be led away. That is the warning here. That is the warning for every, every, every worshipper. Now, maybe today you don't have this problem. You're not a silly woman, you're not a silly man, all right? You don't have this problem, and you're embracing things. But young person, some of you will be coming out to work soon. Some of you are already working. Your, your career may progress. Some of you are getting old, all right? Certain concerns and worries about life will come in. Certain, you, certain of you uh, will have children 
or already have children and they are going to move another, to another stage of life. Now, all of us keeps going through that change. And Satan will always be looking. What is the weakness? Maybe you don't have that weakness presented to you now or that temptation presented to you now. Working person or family person or elderly person. But it will come. And when it comes, as long as you do not embrace everything that you know the Bible says is true about whether it's a practice you have, it's a preference you have, it's a person in your life, as long as you don't, like Paul said, to the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness, you don't embrace that totally and submit to God, you will reach this stage. You will become a silly man, you'll become a silly woman, you become a silly young person, you become a silly old man, silly old woman, whatever it is, basically a weak, you'll be weakened by that. And then eventually you will start arguing, 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 rationalizing. But eventually you will be led away, led away, led away. You come to a station, you cannot find a Bible reason to argue against it but you will find other reasons. Remember we studied about the stages of denying the power of God? You will find other reasons. Now, very often when you try to counsel or help someone who is struggling, young or old, you explain to them then, you know that the Word of God is clear, you shouldn't do that, or you should do this, or you should accept this or not accept that. Then finally, when they say, ah, oh, they argue with you, and then, then they move to something else. They will blame things like... Um, or church is too far, or someone in church offended me, or whatever, something else, all right, something else. You will eventually will argue with something else in order to, well, get away from the fact that you know that learned that particular truth is true, and you can't argue against it. So how do you let yourself away? You let that lust, led away by diverse lust. You let that lust lead you away, and you, you will eventually reach that stage. Go to a church that doesn't preach against what, how you want to live, what you want to do, right? Lead away, because that is your lust. Now, eventually, we have to ask ourselves, um, am I, am I one of these? Silly women, all right? Silly men. Am I one of them? Am I ever learning? But there is something in my life, at this point I know, I will never acknowledge, I do not want to be acknowledging the truth, which is after godliness, young or old alike. The progression is finally to be led away by your lust. Now, these things are written. These things are written and... Now, Paul also says, now look at chapter 4, verse 3. Let's read chapter 4, verse 3 and 4 together, and then we close. 3 and 4, reading. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears, and they shall turn away their tears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. Verse 5, but watch thou in all things, Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. Now, here is the conclusion of the matter for Paul um, in, this, in this area. Now, if you and I 
keep learning, but we will not embrace all truth, we will eventually heap to ourselves teachers because of our itching ears. We want to hear things that we want to hear. Verse 4, the warning is they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. What is the solution? Verse 5, but watch thou unto all things, endure afflictions. Now that is what it is. Take up the cross, obey the Lord. You look at the whole list of our memory verse, all those things. Deny yourself. Don't just have the form of godliness. When the forms of godliness convicts you, let it transform you. In closing, my last statement is this. If you don't let the Word of God cleanse you totally, if you don't let the Word of God cleanse you totally, like the Apostle Paul, acknowledging of the truth, you will deny the power and eventually you will reach this stage, ever learning but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. You will see these Christians always attending church, always um, even participating in a lot of things, serving, but their lives is not obedient to the truth. Very sad to meet the Lord that way. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for this series. We pray that this conclusion and this warning to us to um, examine ourselves, whether these um, characteristics are in our lives, that we may not truly submit to you and admit, confess, and repent. Lord, we do not want to be people that are ever learning but because of certain sins that we love, certain disobedience that we want to hold on to, certain friendships, Lord, as a result, we resist the truth, like the unbelievers, Janice and Jembris. We ask and pray that you protect thy people, build a strong church for the future generation to do thy work, and exalt your name. We ask and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.